This episode of St. James's Pod is brought to you by Total Supplements. Visit their website, totalsupplements.co, to discover their range of nutritionist-tested supplements, gummies, shakes, and natural extracts. From popular sports supplements like whey protein, creatine, vitamin tablets, and powders, to mental health supplements such as nootropics and mushrooms, they've got you totally covered. They also have men's health collection offering testosterone support and beauty supplements to keep you looking like your absolute best. I personally use Total Supplements products and I have been using them from before they came on board to sponsor the podcast. So I'm hugely excited to be partnering with a brand that I know and love. So whether you train hard, work hard, or take an active interest in your overall health, use our code St. James's Pod, that's S-T-J-A-M-E-S-P-O-D, for 25% off your entire order. The link's in the description. Support the podcast and visit totalsupplements.co now and tell them St. James's Pod sent you. We are back. This is St. James's Pod, back after a mini hiatus. I'm Sam. I'm here with Tom. Alex is joining us. He'll be on very soon. I'm not sure actually where he is, but um, hopefully he's coming. <laughs> uh, we're back <laughs> and we've been away for a while. So for regular listeners, obviously we, we did mention... I think it was before the AC Milan game that we were all meeting up in Spain for Jack from The Athletic, who's been on the podcast before his wedding. Um, and we actually watched that game on his stag do. Um, so obviously, we can't really talk about that game anyway, so we didn't do that one because we were too drunk to really take it in. Um, and then, yeah, we, we just ended up yeah, having a bit of a holiday right. and we're back. So we will discuss some things that we've missed during the break. Uh, for example, we'll give our thoughts on the amazing game that was PSG, which you were at the game, Tom, um, a bit later in the show. But first of all, the big news at the moment is surrounding Sandro Tonali. So let's go straight into him, Tom. Yeah, I know it's a bit up in the air at the minute about... Can he play? Can he not? What sort of bands are you going to get? Um, but first of all, what's your thoughts on the situation as a whole to go into, into the first topic? Well, it seems to be becoming quite a, a regular thing that we're seeing players be um, involved in these gambling scandals. Obviously, we've seen quite a few in recent times in the Premier League. Currently, Ivan Tony's uh, yeah, out Tony's suspended. Tony's the big, big name the big, he, to mind. He's the biggest one, yeah. And he's he's not back until December. But, um, yeah, and now, obviously, this Italian one, which is affected, obviously, not just Tonali, but there's a few other players involved who play for Juve and um, a player who's playing for Villa as well, Zaniola, um, who've, who've been involved yeah. in this. So, yeah, it's quite a, um, it's obviously quite a big thing. Italy takes a very hard stance on gambling. Um, we know that they've had a bit of a dodgy past as well with match fixing. Um, and uh, we have to go back to the, the times where Juve were involved and had titles stripped and everything from them for for the for the match fixing match fixing scandals, so that obviously then brings a a worry on how heavy they're going to come down on Tonali for for this. Um, it's it's a obviously you don't like to hear people who have admitted that they've got an addiction. Like it's um, obviously hope that he's going to get the right support he needs, um, but. Yeah, it's thrown up a lot of like things for me, which I'm uh, a bit sort of baffled by, and some things are starting to make a little bit more sense. Um, I know we've talked about when he first signed. There was all these rumours about did he want to come? Um, was he felt like he was being forced out of his club, like his boyhood club, and uh, yeah. and that he's he's never looked like he's smiled since he's been. Um, <laughs> It's a James's Park, um, and then won a now, bet for a while. Well, exactly. He's just as bad at betting than I, I am by the by the sounds of it. If he's uh, <laughs> if he's not if he's not happy about it, um, but yeah, um, it's it's starting to make a little bit of sense. 
at least I'm. I don't know. I might be just putting two and two together and getting five. But um, it's just the the things like this, like yeah, AC Milan. Did they know? Like, did was there a yeah. something there that they were like, right? Do we need to move him on? Um, did his agent know? Like, and that's why he was touting them about um, all these things. But then, why didn't the like, if that is the case? Like, you know, did did we do enough due diligence ourselves before we signed him? That he might have had yeah. these things going on um it's an interesting yeah. point because obviously we do sign especially eddie howe seems to sign on a player's personality as well as his talent and everything like that so obviously if he's got a gambling addiction like you would think that would come up in the kind of background checks and stuff but i guess the that side of things is a lot harder to kind of check than a player's style of play and his ability and stuff but it would be interesting with the AC Milan did they know situation because it does when you look back now it's like we got him for like a pretty good price considering um, all his talent and like how he was sort of viewed by people in the know of football like he's going to be the next big thing and it was his boiled club and everything like that as you say so if they did know whether there's any sort of um, case to sort of sue them for um, some of that money back, but I think like what was what was your first sort of thought when it when the story broke? Because I was at the time I was like, oh, this is just it'll be fine because it was in Italy and it's more to do with um, illegal casinos than anything else. It'll be like. A slap on the wrist or a fine or if it is a ban it'll be a ban in Italy because you know that's where it happened and stuff but then it came out it's more than that and he's like he's betting on football and then even worse like he's admitted yesterday um, or maybe this morning in the UK that he actually bet on AC Milan games and the result of AC Milan games when he's playing for them so that's obviously as bad as it gets in football um yeah, rules of betting. So, uh, at first, I was I wasn't too concerned. I don't know about you. I don't know if it was massive concern straight away. But now, obviously, I'm pretty much resigned to the fact he's getting a, a lengthy ban. Yeah, I didn't know if like like you say, if it was more stuff to do with um, just yeah, not necessarily the football side of things, but just illegal gambling in Italy that he might have got a suspended sentence in in Italy and that he might have had a ban playing for the Italian national team um and but he would be unaffected for carrying on um in the Premier League but as soon as you start hearing that it's football bets being placed you know that FIFA take a, a stance on things like from that's how Tony's like he's banned from all football activities yeah. like he can't play for England can't play for his club and so it's the same the same would apply for Tonali in that sense but yeah, like if we look at the Tony example and the Tonali one obviously we know some of the detail that Tony's talked about that he he never bet on games that he he was involved in was it um or, I think that's what he said. Um, yeah, he 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 wasn't trying to influence any result that he was directly involved in. Whereas with Tonali betting on games for AC Milan while he was there as a player and most likely playing in those games, like that just yeah, yeah rings alarm bells like from the offense. And off then we've and, seen the video. Yeah where he picks up the yellow card at Aston Villa playing for us which it very yeah. much looks like he's purposely not leaving the field to pick up a yellow which yeah. now that you know that you look at it in like that kind of, through those eyes and you're like yeah he's definitely wanting a yellow card for his bet <laughs> but, um, that, that's it and these yellow card like ones seem to be one of the like the bets which seem to get called out like more than anything like when players are getting caught up in it like it's yeah. seems to be yellow cards or like tackles made or like things like or yeah ones which are like just yeah the spot the spot fixing like spot betting ones like um it's never really 
like the ones which yeah that was it sorry yeah tony tony now i just remember yeah he was betting on himself to score that was what he said um which uh, yeah. yeah i don't know if like you think that that's um like too bad i suppose like he's already got an incentive to score anyway like as a striker but um it's yeah when you when you're looking for yellow cards and um just stuff like that and kind of think like if he's betting on it himself he's obviously got like other people involved other players that might be betting on games that he's involved in and that he that he can influence and how much further does it go like does it just stop at him or is he part of some like wider like group that um are, are doing this on a more wider scale yeah. um i think the investigation probably um suggests that is the case it's a, it's a wider thing um yeah. so with the the guy who's already been um charged or he's had his his punishment dished out he's because I read it was a seven-month ban, but you were saying before it's like a, it's a one-year ban, but it gets yeah. going to get reduced to seven months. With is that if he like doesn't bet within that time or something? I think it's all down to yeah the player admitting guilt, admitting they've got a problem, and seeking like help and support, um, and to to show that they're willing to yeah kind of make right of what the situation is and I think that's the case that with Tonali as well so I'd imagine he'd get a similar ban um, I'd hope that he'd get a similar ban, depends just on how uh, sev- like severe the sort of all the the numbers that we're talking about with these bets, like obviously we're not mm. like privy to know like how uh, um how yeah, much he's prevalent he's prevalent it's been like how much he's winning like and like um and how much he's like also added like to other people's pockets as well um if there's a a bigger group involved so um yeah hopefully Tenali's not the ringleader in all this because uh, I would imagine they would get the the heavier sanctions but yeah. um if he's if he is going to be suspended for um, like get a one year suspension reduced down to seven months then obviously that's him out for the season and uh, yeah like in the next like maybe all pre-season so yeah. yeah it's a while well that brings us on to the January transfer window I guess but we've just had a new sponsor um, unveiled in Saudi Airs is going to be our new airline sponsor which um, I don't think we've had one of them before but no, we do not so uh, hopefully that's a nice wedge of money um, and there was there was quite a bit of concern that the we're actually coming in as the stadium sponsor and that it was going to affect the, the name of St. James's and stuff but obviously that's been cleared up and it's actually the airline partner so where would you spend that that incoming money in January? Or are you thinking like we we're, we're gonna have to buy a, a centre mid if well, tonight's yeah. gonna be banned for so long? So I think so. I know we've like got Willock to come back from an injury, and we've not seen him all season. Um, but even then, like I was still hoping that Willock would come in and complement with Tonali still being available um so it's still yeah it's still a man down in a in a position that I still feel as though we yeah if we lose a couple more to injuries um then we would be looking light again and like for example the ones that we've got on the fringes like Anderson um and uh Miley for example like yeah, for Anderson, he might be seeing this as like, right, okay, this is my chance. Like, I'm, I'm bumping yeah. myself up the, um, the pecking order now with Tonali not being around. So, can I nail this this uh, position down and challenge um, the ones around like Longstaff and Bruno and uh, and Joe and everybody to come back? So, um, 
yeah, could be that. Could be that ID sees that as right. Okay, Anderson, previous self time. Um, I'd still want to want us to look and explore, even a short term sort of thing um, potentially. Uh, just maybe look at a loan deal uh, for the end of the season, uh, just to cover that gap that Tanali's gonna be in. Depends again. Like if we know that Tanali's then gets a suspension for more than the the, the time yeah. that we think. Then we have to think about right, okay, permanent thing, and we probably have to start looking at trying to cut ties with Tenali at that point because I can't imagine we would uh, stick around and want to pay him his contract oh. while he's uh, while he's out suspended for that for that long for for the sort of suspension that he's that he's getting. So um, that yeah. would not be good, like. That wouldn't be good, but there would probably be ways in which we could terminate his contract um, without it there being a yeah. big financial sort of, well, in terms well, of wages, of com- him, wages and compensation-wise, I was thinking for, like, but it's more just that initial transfer fee, which, and it'd be interesting to see if we pursue some sort of compensation yeah. from, uh, from uh, AC on that one. But yeah, um, in terms of what I'd like to see, yeah, I think if we hadn't had all this news with Tonali, like, yeah, I would have wanted us to explore a centre half in the yeah. Jan window um, for sure, um, and maybe even um, look at another right winger. Um, but yeah, now any of those priorities have to be. Um, put on hold I think to get a it's going to be so trailer. tough as well because January is such a hard window and then we've already got that kind of Newcastle tax type thing and people not wanting to deal with us and stuff but then anyone who's got a centre mid is going to know we're looking mm-hmm. for a centre mid and uh, it's going to get tricky to get a decent deal and on a good player um, but yeah well, like you say centre yeah. half is where I wanted to to be by especially right sided so um It'd be disappointing if we have to push that back further as well because of this. But one centre-half we have been linked with a lot, who's playing very well, is Anderson for Palace. Um, yep. And did he, see, uh, did he see his goal the other week? Uh, he scored. It was against Man U, yeah. It was, he took a very well-taken goal late. And, um, yeah, I don't know. His style of play seems to from what I've seen fit nicely with mm. what we've already got with Fabian Scher so I think in terms of getting a like for like guy in um, who's you know played a few seasons now in um, in in the Prem for two teams hasn't he um, Fulham and, and Palace and he's he's looked good at both so um, yeah I'm quite in, interested to get to see him live again Um this weekend and and see because they you know they've done well they've kept clean sheets this season um the the combo of gay and anderson so um yeah i'd i'd like to i'd I'd definitely be thinking um keep an eye on them for availability for the jan window Hmm. so you mentioned there like they've been keeping clean sheets palace but they're not scoring a lot. Other, I think they've got some injuries up front in their in yep. their attacking positions. But um, yep. with with Palace, like obviously Roy came in the end of last season, kept them up. Um, their style of play. What what are you expecting of Palace when they come to St James's? Are you expecting them just to try and park the bus or? Are they going to go for that kind of low block and really try and get us on the counter? I would, uh, yeah, so you mentioned injuries. So injuries to Elise and uh, Eze, who are two of their young, really exciting yeah. forward forward players, um, which obviously... Are they still out or have they managed be, to come back in the international break? Or? Uh, no, they're, they're going to be both unavailable for, for the weekend. No. So um, in terms of front three wise they've been going with um edward um on one flank uh jordan ayu who seems to have just been playing forever in the premier league um 
but he's he's on the other and then Mateta through the middle um, and yeah not an awful lot of goals between the three of them but um, and not a lot of pace either so in terms of for them looking to sit and try and play counter I can't imagine that um, in terms of if we look at how they, they got their result away at Old Trafford the 1-0 win um, mm-hmm. obviously got their goal from a set piece um, and then defended for their lives and did a fantastic job like keeper to centre half slight were all just um, yeah playing absolutely out their skin so maybe that's their route if they if they get uh, look to try and capitalise on any set pieces um, but I think yeah if we get the first goal I'd like to think that we would just nullify any attempt of them trying to get back into the game and um, yeah it could be be the case that we put up some some more high numbers high goal score uh, high, high goal scoring game but um, yeah I was I was there last season though when we um, we played Palace mm. uh, and that didn't that you see game, him twice last season I've seen him in the in the Carabao yeah and then oh, the yeah. Pre- but the Premier League one oh, well, they were both low scoring games um, but the Premier League one finished nil nil uh, but that was the one where we had a, a a goal ruled out by VAR, which was a completely legit, legitimate goal. Um, I think it was Willick with the header, um, and he was deemed to have fouled the keeper, despite being pushed by the Palace player into the keeper. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping, obviously, we don't get any more VAR antics at this game this weekend. But um, yeah, that that game was tough, though, because again, Palace def- like. They are, you know, quite a defensive-minded team. So, um, I, I would say, especially with the centre halves in form, that yeah. whoever whoever starts up front for us needs to, you know, win win those battles early and um, uh, yeah, make them make themselves felt, their presence felt. Well, that's kind of where my head was going. Like remembering last season with we didn't. We didn't play very well against Palace, really, and we've, we found it tough to get goals against them. But looking at their um, results so far this season, it's interesting because they're, they're just below us in the league. Uh, I know, obviously, we've had a very hard start, and we've I think we've lost. Um, I think we've lost more games or the same amount of games as we did the whole of last season already, haven't we? So, um, yeah, it's up there. they have actually picked up. Point like the point the wins are against like Sheffield United, which I think most teams are going to win against Sheffield United this season. And then they've managed to win against Wolves in a three-two game. So they've obviously bagged a few goals in that one, but the rest of them, they like you say, they are low scoring. They're like a nil-nil against Fulham. They obviously got that one-nil against Man U, nil-nil against Forest. So. I think we've got to go into this game pretty confident. Um, do you think since the the West Ham game, we should be kind of with the international break and stuff, we should be back to our best now, coming back? Um, we should have some obviously like Joe Linton and stuff are meant to be in contention. Do you expect us to be back to our best and go out and give a really good performance, or do you think it might be one of them where? It, it takes us a bit of time to kick back in. Uh, no, I think I think the opposite. Yeah, I think we we look as though we're we're firing again. We look as though we're we're firing on all cylinders. The I know the international break came at a, an awkward time because I thought the result away at West Ham. I know it was gotten into concede a late equaliser, but the manner in which we performed in that second half was like the the team of Lassies. I mean, mm. most of the game we were the, probably, I'd say we were the better side for the the whole ninety minutes. But it's, especially the second half, like we were um, completely in control and deserved to to come back from behind. Um, but yeah, um, like I say, unfortunate we conceded. But Isaac, you know, look looking on form again, um, and yeah, I think. Games against 
you know, with no disrespect to Palace, but the teams like Palace, like the ones who should be occupying mid to lower table, like especially at home, like yeah, these are the games that we should be thinking is bread and butter. Like we need to get like the performance right, aim aim for the clean sheet, clean sheet, but um, but look to play our way and 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 get some goals and and look um yeah like you know we, we we're heading in the direction that we should which is um back towards the top four so another player that we've obviously had out for a long time now is joe willick who is being like apparently he's been on the grass for a while i don't know how much he's been training with the team but Hopefully he's been training with the team during his international break um, because there's rumours it could be the return for him even if it's just on the bench but that would be great to see wouldn't it like I feel like we have missed him especially at the start of the season we were missing him in his, his break and runs yeah definitely and and like we mentioned with the the whole Tonali thing just having an, an extra face back playing in that centre midfield will be yeah. you know a welcome relief um, and I know we've seen Anderson and a few others uh, kind of this season sort of pushing their way up the, the pecking order but Willock will feel like he, he's he got a point to prove to to get himself back fit and, and back in the team and obviously we know what his versatility is like as well he can play more advanced down the left as well Um which again gives us another option so it's um it's not always just um Anthony Gordon out there um yeah. and uh, could free up Gordon up to play um off the right or through the middle um where where needed so um yeah i'm excited to see what he he's going to be like coming back obviously big joe as well um i know he's not been out for as long but um obviously always good to have him Back in the in the midfield areas as well, so um, there's a good a good few um, that are well, like you say, Gordon. He he just had the suspension, didn't he? So he should be back. Um, Haven't heard anything else regarding his fitness. So hopefully, he just picks up from where he left off. Um, Obviously, didn't go away with um, England because he wasn't selected, um, which. In the media, uh, Southgate was getting quite a bit of stick for not picking him, which was good to see because he's obviously been playing out of his skin. Um, deserved the call up, in my opinion, but probably good for us um, in that he's going to be fresh and raring to go. Definitely. And, yeah. um, like you say, like, at the minute, he's just playing every single game because uh, Barnes is injured. So getting Joe Linton, who can obviously play there, and Willock who can play there as well, back in, or at least like them two rotating like they did last season, is is going to be great for, for us and for Gordon as well. Um, gives us something a bit different, doesn't it? Um, I think Isaac and Wilson apparently are both in contention of playing, but then neither of them are like 100%. I think you were saying Isaac's got a reported groin injury. Um, yeah. But with Wilson, you would think he should be back because he was struggling for fitness before the international break. Obviously, he didn't get selected by England. Um, you would think because of his injury. Potentially, he would have picked Watkins anyway. But mm. um, So, yeah, hopefully we've got one of them available at least. Oh, definitely. I mean, I know we've talked about Gordon could play through the middle if um, neither of those two are uh, fit but then yeah there's a an awful lot of reshuffling needed to be done if that's the case so um, yeah um, hopefully uh, Isaac can shake off this um, slight uh, groin injury um, but Wilson even if he's want to appear off the bench uh, um, as he has done on a couple of occasions this season and, and still look to threat um, that would be um, also much needed as well and I think Wilson he's got a decent record against 
Palace as well. Um, so, um, yeah, let's um, let's hope he's fit. So, are we thinking we'll probably go with the like Pope, obviously, and then the centre backs being Sharon Lascelles still for now? I think so. Yeah, with um, again the usual two burn and trips. I know trips mm. had two um, appearances for England off the bench, um, yeah. but both been home games for England. So livermental played for the under twenty ones as well. So he did, he did. So like again, good to see that our options down the right back of um, getting international recognition. Um, so and I'd imagine Dan Burns we, just had his contract extended as well. So yes, yes, we did well mention deserved. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three-year deal was it? Um, so it takes him to twenty-five, I think. Twenty-five, yeah. I, I um, think that's what I saw. Yeah, Which, so I don't know if it's a a new deal, like so you just get more money as well, or if it's just an extension, like a year's extension or sure, but. Um, it's good because obviously his age, he's getting on a bit, but um, he's definitely, I mean, he's still starting left back, so it's good to get him locked down. I mean, I'm sure he'd stay as long as he can, being, you know, from live and that, but it's good to get yeah. his contract locked down and um, he's he's deserved it. So, I mean, it should hopefully as well be like another positive for him and he, he keeps playing the way he is. Um, definitely. But then, yeah, so the, the tough ones, I think, like if you, if you talk about the wingers, it's going to be Gordon. It's probably going to be Miggy, although he's been away on international, but potentially Murphy. But I think Miggy will start. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, yeah, so uh, the, and then the centre mids is going to be the tricky one. That is going to be a tricky one because um, otherwise you'd have just well, said. Well, I say that, but. Could be just Bruno, it, Longstaff, and Anderson. It could be, yeah. Um, obviously, I would have said if Tonali, the Tonali stuff hadn't happened, that he would have most likely been involved um, from the off. But um, yeah, I think in terms of the the fact that some of these players are still coming back from injury, and I wouldn't imagine that you would force them into situations like a starting position for Joe Linton or Willock that um yeah, Anderson being the 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 fitter of the of those ones um to come in and uh, uh, to go go alongside Longstaff and Bruno. So yeah, I think that most likely would be it, but um I've just been thinking there, like we were talking before we came on, like Tanali there's probably not a chance he'll start because even if he's in, like, allowed to play, which we're not 100% sure at this point whether he is or not, um, yeah. he's not going to be in the right headspace. So we we said, like, he'll not play. But I was just thinking, if we're going to end up losing him, maybe we do just stick him in so we get some like some more minutes out of him before. Yeah. Um, uh. I feel like everything will be scrutinised on him. <laughs> like, literally, like, he could, you know, every every tackle, like, the crowd will be like, ooh, is he going in a bit harder there, looking for a cheeky yellow card, or, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know what the crowd are like, as soon as they've heard a bit of news like this, like, they'll they'll latch onto it. So, um, I, I, yeah, I cannot see, even if he was allowed to play that Eddie would risk having somebody in there whose head is obviously going to be elsewhere so um, that would be a a major a major uh, shock to see him in the lineup. Um that's for sure um, yeah yeah it's gonna it could be could we have seen his last game for the tune that is the like um the thing which is going through my it's, mind now. It's going to be mad because, like, obviously, if like say that did happen, which I, I'm still thinking that it, it won't happen, but when we obviously we've had this like historical result against PSG, which will get played like over and over again, it's going to be like obviously he's played and he played well as well. So 
it's like he's going to be there in history for us potentially only playing a handful of games um yeah and mental yeah we we obviously need to talk about PSG but um if we just before we move on I think we were saying before we started recording that this is a great opportunity for Elliot Anderson so if like he's been like he had a great preseason up for me he's been playing well not every game like amazing but pretty, like he hasn't had any bad games and he's played pretty well so mm. hopefully he can take this opportunity with both hands um now that he's kind of moved up the pecking order at least one spot I know Joe Linton and Willock are going to come back and stuff but um at the minute it's his his shirt to lose really in my opinion I'd I'd say the same like and he's getting he's getting so much hype um rightly so like we were just talking there about um Gordon getting uh maybe a look in for England and we know Southgate has been talking up Anderson's chances um obviously he's looking Scotland are hoping to keep a hold of him um especially now that they've qualified for Euro t- uh 2024 um so mm. like Gordon uh sorry Anderson yeah for him like yeah if he nails his place in this team and obviously we're going in the right direction now um obviously putting on performances in Europe like we've seen yes he could really accelerate his chances um of like yeah becoming a a real star in the team um and take that really exciting pre-season form and put it into the actual regular season and and get get goals get from midfield and um and yeah, um, live up to that potential. So, yeah, excited to see if Eddie like gives him that, um, that that freedom, that 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 rubber stamp to be like, right, okay, go and prove yourself. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see see what if he if he does do that. But um, in some respects, if it if it is to be that he starts against Palace, then. Um, it's kind of got that feeling of like a, a game where Anderson could, you know, do something like and make a statement. It just seems kind of nicely. I don't know why. Just yeah. in my in my head, it just seems oh, like yeah. a perfect fixture. Yeah. yeah, get that um, get that goal from would be nice. Yeah. Well, let's. Um, it does doesn't look like Alex is joining, so. Let's let's have some predictions and then we can talk about PSG. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say two nil to the two. Uh I'm gonna go on the same lines, um, clean sheet, but I'm gonna say three nil. Oh gonna say we get an nice extra three. one. Yeah. Always nice um, when you've got a, got a home game to come back to after the international break and uh, yeah, put on a performance for the for the fans. So yeah, you know, um, I went I went the match with with Pete while I was back in in England and I I predicted the correct score before the game. Well, oh. obviously we didn't do a podcast, so I'll let you yeah, have no. the points. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Well, if I can get it verified off um, off Pete, I don't know if I will. We like sat in the black guard and like set set one more. It's gonna be, and then I don't know if you remember that. Even if he does, he, he might not back us up just just because he doesn't want us to have the points. No, so. of course he won't. Um... Um, yeah. Uh, so I was I was in Newcastle for the PSG game, but I couldn't get tickets in the ballot, so. I ended yep. up deciding I was just going to watch it at home with my dad, um, which, in the end, I was I was pretty happy with that decision because obviously it's like a historical kind of occasion. Oh. It was just like an amazing night. So now, so like we got to watch that together and stuff. Um, but you were at, yep. you were at the game, right? And you were being at the game with your dad. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, same. Like. Um... Just, I feel like it's one which, yeah, if you, you you've been watching all the games with like your dad, like down the years, and like um, 
it's it's one which like yeah will live long in our memories for sure um just out of like i don't know it's funny because i had like a sneaky feeling like always like do a little like prediction as as we're walking up to the ground with my dad um and uh, yeah something just felt like in the air that we could do something um like special obviously didn't expect it to pan out the way it did but um yeah i think i i might have said a draw like mainly just going off like the form that we were going into the game with um and yeah it obviously oh. turned out oh here he is alex is here fucking it yeah just just <laughs> <laughs> you're literally just just in time to talk about psg so um Tom's yeah, just telling us about his his experience going going to the ground. Uh, yeah, no, it's just a, a big game. Uh, here he is. <laughs> comes comes in and griefs us already, and I've I've and I'm going to the Palace game by the way. So like, are we are we putting Palace on the same level as PSG these days? Like, oh, so he loves a Palace game, though, doesn't he? He's there every season. <laughs> Some would say that oh, I've got a soft spot for Palace. Um, no, um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. What was I saying? No, the, the atmosphere obviously was amazing. Going up to the ground, like ev everybody just was happy. Like it was the first home game back in the Champions League for twenty years. Like, and it was just town was buzzing. Like, so there was that sense that something special could happen. But like, like I say, I don't think anybody in their wildest minds could have like predicted it to have panned out the way it did like what an absolute performance for the ages like um yeah i know like some fans will be like oh yeah they'll have the dvds out in the gift shop like um dvds you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like the old classics, like the the five nil against Man U, it'll be along that, along there on the little goals TV. and gaffs four. <laughs> goals, yeah, alongside goals and gaffs four. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's, def but it definitely is going to be like talked about yeah. in the same manner and as which as which that uh, that Man U five nil game does, and yeah, obviously just so like lucky to have like been there and like witnessed it unfold just like Mr Dawson was as well like it's the first Champions League home game back in 20 odd years like and we pulled out that performance out the bag like it was like the only time I've been at a match where I've been that like in disbelief was like when we were 4-0 up against Spurs after like 15, yeah. 20 minutes or whatever. I was like yeah. in complete disbelief by the time that th third goal went in. I was just like, I was like, what the fuck? Um, because of the goal and what the fuck was Pete absolutely jabbed us in the lip, like <laughs> sort of celebrating, clocked us as he Obviously, like uh, he's fucking below, so it was like an uppercut as well. Like, uh, it's some <laughs> effort for him, like, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, what a performance! Like, unbelievable. The atmosphere was phenomenal. Um, and that just continued like until they scored really because even even though with like three one up, I think who went through the match and it stayed two 0 I think it would have been a bit more comfortable. But it's the fact that they pull one back and you think like the momentum is is it going to change now? Are they going to like if they get one more then then we're in trouble? Yeah. Um, obviously you see these kind of like magical moments happen in the Champions League. You've seen it happen yeah. even against PSG with Manu a couple of years ago, scoring yeah. a few late goals. Like these things happen in the Champions League. Like yeah. Real one percent against City in the last couple of minutes, uh, two yeah. years ago. Like it just there was a lot of time left as well, so a lot. Oh, was, and I'm nervous, really oh, nervous. There was well, don't don't forget. Like after they'd scored like that, and then uh, was it Dembele had a a runaway like and. Um, I think Lascelles did a fantastic job just coming across and like shepherded them away, but like, and he, he he fired wide, but like, yeah, they came at us like after that Hernandez goal back, and I did, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, like, oh God, just don't fuck it up, like, because, yeah, after all this, like, we just don't want it to be deflated, like, by, you know, 
losing a, a, free, uh, a free goal lead. Yes. But yeah, obviously, Fabian Cher, like, fucking take a bow. Like, that is just. And what a way, like, and again, like, back to the comparisons with the Man U 5 0, like, and Philip Albert, like, <laughs> Lobin Schmeichel. It's it's the same thing for me. It's just like one of our, like, classy centre halves, and he'll go down with the Philip Alberts as being, like, one of our, like, most classy centre halves that we've ever had. And, like, for him to fucking bend that one in, like, past Donnarumma, who's, like, you know he's meant to be like one of the best keepers in the world, and honestly, we made him look pony that night. He was like, <laughs> and 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 Fabian Cher, what a what a goal, what a way to cap it, and yeah, just unreal, absolutely unreal. Even before that goal, though, like, did he feel like the atmosphere starting to build again? Like as time went on and the, the clock was ticking down, like St Jim's part, it was starting to get a bit more like comfortable bit more confident like oh we're all going to see this out so yeah. like yeah by the time like 10 minutes came it was like building up again five minutes came it was starting to chant everyone getting excited so when that goal went in it was just sheer euphoria like oh the roof came <laughs> off um oh. unreal man absolutely unreal. Just, yeah uh yeah I, I obviously don't know what it was like hearing it well i've watched some of the highlights back on the um obviously um quite a few times but like <laughs> Obviously, li- live, live for you at home. Like I, I imagine the noise, like from, from when when the goals were going in. Like I don't think there's been a louder night for me at St James's than, than that. Yeah. Um, it was amazing noise. It was just it was great. Like because they kept focusing on Mbappe so much, and then obviously like there was a certain point where every time they just focused on him, like, his face was just like. Like you bottom lip proper tripping him up. But then he kept making like faces to the camera and stuff with like <laughs> it was just like quality to see him like it was it was annoying me in the build up how like all the questions were around Mbappe and stuff and it's like come on, like they've got so many quality players and like you just keep asking the same question about Mbappe, how do you stop Mbappe? And then obviously like to see him basically just like give up. It was just oh, I was amazing. Um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, I don't know what more you can say about it. I mean, people forget as well. We had um, a lot of injuries, like like you mentioned. Obviously, Lascelles was playing, but we had injuries in other areas as well. Like we had quite a lot of first team players out, and we still managed to pull that off. It's uh, yeah. I mean, don't know what else to say. Well, no, and it sets up perfect, obviously, for like thinking. Yeah, we're not here to just make up numbers. Like, we're not here to just have, like, we're a few... We're top of the group, aren't we, so... Yeah, we're top of the group. And, like, we've got Dortmund to come at home and then away. And if we get, you know, another win against uh, Dortmund out of those two games, then, yeah, we're, we're looking very, very much like we can qualify and, uh, yeah, go... Um, maybe have a little run at it. Why not? Like expectations are, were so low, and now we've just blown those expectations wide open with the uh, with the last two results. Getting the point away at AC was a hard fought point, and then yeah, blitz and PSG like we did. Yeah, why not? Why not? I'd love to see us just like get through the group to get another like Hollywood night, just pull another team out of the bag, like. Like people, some people are saying like, oh, if we if we drop down to Europa League, we could have a bit of a run at it. But for me, I'd rather just get through and like just face another fucking Hollywood team, like like two legs against um, Real. Fuck it, like yeah, like that would be absolutely amazing. And that, like that, yeah. even even if we pulled Real Madrid, though, I'd still be like, get them at St James's Park. We'll give them a good game. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll be like right, Bellingham. Let's let's make everything will be about him, and then we'll just have pictures yeah, of Bellingham yeah. just like with his bottom lip out, like uh, <laughs> when <laughs> with Tan and Real Madrid at home. Um, <laughs> it's not like you're getting ahead of yourself or anything. You can only dream, can't you? Uh. 
Um, he's predicted a 3-0 win against Palace as well, though, so we might as well, before we sign off, get your prediction. Um, well, have a lot of injuries, like, don't they? Yeah. Um, obviously, they're missing Eze, they're missing Elise, like, a, a lot of their attacking talent, like, the struggle. Like, I'm sure they've, like, started, like, um, Jordan Ayew against her for, like, three or four, four years now, and he's fucking pony every time. <laughs> Oh, don't um, say that. We have mentioned the fact that Ayu is bloody seems to have been in the Premier League for about a, yeah. a million years. But um, yeah, um, I, I'd be disappointed if the score. I'm not going to lie. Like even if like Botman is, isn't back, like Lascelles clearly can do a fucking job now. He's he's shown against Man City. He's shown against PSG. I would be yeah, I'd be good if we conceded. But I think it might be a tight game because their centre-halves are in fantastic form as well. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Gehi, even playing against Italy when he came on the other day, um, I thought he looked sharp. Him and Anderson have been like class this season. I think they've only conceded about eight goals in eight games or something like that. It's the, the, eight, seven. I haven't conceded many, is it? So, yeah, yeah, I was just having a look before and I think they've scored seven, conceded seven mm-hmm. in the Prem. So, yeah, they're looking really solid. So uh, And obviously, last season... <laughs> fucking nil nils all around tight game so I'll, I'll be happy with a 1-0 take the three points onto the next one on the Dortmund very good alright well I mean Alex do you have any, anything you want to you want to mention on your little uh, Busy. little pop up on the, on the show tuna fucking class I'm going to win the lot <laughs> I'm going to get my suit measured again because I'm going to Wembley for the Champions League final you've put on some weight since last season (laughs) (laughs) all these are weird ears Jesus (laughs) alright well thanks for joining me guys Uh, as I said we're back after a little hiatus but we'll be back and giving you content every week from now on he says Um, Hmm. if you you do like it make sure make sure you subscribe the watch is subscribed you should subscribe <laughs> hit the notification bell and we'll be back to review the game hopefully obviously three points and uh, we'll bring you any news especially on the Tenali situation as we get it so we'll catch you in the next one Wanna hear you girl?